Lodgecasters, welcome to the Lodgecast, the official podcast show of Gentleman'sAvenue.com. I'm your host, Mr. M. This is being recorded at the Lodge in Whittier, California. We're on the 13th floor of Whittier's tallest building. That's right, folks. We took over the whole damn penthouse suite. We can overlook on this beautiful breezy day all the way to Catalina Island. You're tuned in to episode 29. We have two great guests. We have Clint the Barber from Scallywags Barbershop, and we have a good friend, Ellie, here. You're going to want to stay tuned. That interview is going to be coming up real quick. And don't forget, folks, We have you can find all these podcasts on our website, on iTunes, Google Play. We're on social media. You can find us on Instagram, at LodgeCast, on Twitter, at the LodgeCast. So not only do we film the podcast, which is the audio-only portion, so say you just, whatever, you're jogging, you're running, or doing whatever, you just want to hear the audio portion of this show. You're sick and tired. Uh, I think Clint and I were talking a little earlier how uh, he gets sick and tired of America's Got Talent or whatever it is, but you can stream. You can stream content. If you're like, you know what, I want to find out what's going on with Scallywag Barbers, or I want to find out who this cat Ellie is at Mart that he's brought onto the podcast, you could tune in and, and, and listen, but then you can also watch it. We're going to have some visuals here coming up in the show. So if you want to check out what we're talking about, you can uh, download or stream the vodcast. All right. So that's that. So let me go ahead and introduce our guest. Say hello, fellas. How's it going? What's going on, guys? So introduce yourselves and uh, tell us a little bit about you. I'm Clint. I'm a barber. Been a barber for about eight and nine years now. Mm-hmm. Owner of Scallywag Barbers. Or a you know traditional barber shop, mm-hmm. right there in Fullerton. In Fullerton, yeah. Borderline Placentia. Borderline Placentia. By Cal State Fullerton, <laughs> and we have Ellie. I'm Ellie. Um, one of Martin's friends, uh, not too far from here, right down the street, and I'm actually a school teacher. <laughs> but talking to Martin, I always told him, if you ever have a barber, let me know. I want to come in and check it out. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely, man. I mean, Clint here, I met Clint, I don't know how many years ago, I'm bad at time. Um, five, six, six seven. seven. Yeah, six, yeah. seven, something like that. Yeah, I was looking for a barbershop. There I was living in Placentia at the time, right? Uh, going through a, one of those fun events we all call divorce, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a good time in my life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was looking for a barbershop. And I, I think I was at the, what is that, at Ralph's or Albertson's or whatever down the street, right next it was to the, you? It was Albertson's. Yeah. yeah. Is it still there? Yeah. The Albertson's, Steinmart. Yeah, yeah. Brian's Bar. And then I drove by and I see this this barbershop, Let It Rock, oh, with the funny. piano keys. <laughs> and um, I think when I went there, Roland. Roland, yeah. Roland cut my hair. And I saw Clint and I think he cut my hair maybe one more time and then Clint started cutting my hair. Cause you know, barbering, right? It's, you have to, it's not just, uh, getting that state certificate that says you're a licensed barber to be a barber requires more than just being able to use a set of shears. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I really kind of think there's only so much that they can teach mm-hmm. you in barber school. I mean, some people are going to get out of school and they're going to be freaking amazing, but mm-hmm. I think the majority of people that get out of barber school probably thinking they know it all mm-hmm. and then they get thrown out there and then they realize real quickly that you don't know shit <laughs> and, uh, you know, it all, it all comes with experience, yeah. you know? I mean, so. what, what, yeah, because it's not only for the customers, we walk into the shops. I mean, what, what? 
I, I, what are you looking for like, when you go to a barbershop? I like to take uh, a look at the place itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think sometimes you could feel the vibe right away. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you could get the vibe from the barbers themselves, how they're interacting with the customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I do notice it. Uh, some barbers are a little bit more talkative and then they'll kind of ask the people that are waiting questions or mm-hmm. if not, it's a little bit more uh, personal. And, and But when, when I'm there, I mean, I... I I guess I kind of have more of a direct focus on my barber and how many he has waiting or if I'm next. Mm. Um, but but I, I think it varies at every barbershop and I think different barbers might might see it differently than, than the actual customer's perspective mm-hmm. too. Because when, you, when, when I met you, so you were a few years out of barber college and um, did you do the apprenticeship or what did you do? I went to barber school. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so Roland at the time... Was he the sole owner? Would you guys? Yeah, he was the sole owner uh, of the shop at the time, and it, God, I hated his shop. But. <laughs> <laughs> what it was the walls pink or something? Yeah, it was supposed to be like a shop that I was just going to be like transitioning uh-huh. from there to somewhere else, and then I just went there and I, you know, developed a clientele pretty quickly, and mm-hmm. then just stuck around, and eventually ended up owning the shop. Mm-hmm. But the the place, you know, had Pepto. Pepto Bismol pink walls, <laughs> and you know yeah. a bunch of like '80s crap all over the walls. You know, not you know he was really into like you know '80s yeah. music, which is fine. But you know, when you're running a barbershop that's supposed to you know have you know good looking men's haircuts, mm-hmm. I don't really think to the '80s as oh, yeah. inspiration for a, a barbershop. Of, the flock of seagulls. It's, no. Yeah, it's it's the decade that ki- almost killed barbering, in my opinion. It was a know? decadence, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, so uh, yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, it, it was. It was. I, I, I maybe had guitars. I think or two were on the wall. Oh, he and had he some just... like Boy George posters and Adam Ant, and <laughs> <laughs> there might have been a Sinead O'Connor in there or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I already lived. I lived through the '80s right. the first time. I don't think I want to like a replay. Neon, uh, neon sandals. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wonder if the customers see those posters and they think, well, is this how they cut hair here, or is it more like decoration? That that's kind of how I felt about it. And I was like the whole time I'm like, hey, let's let's try to start like easing some of this stuff out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird because Roland was like, well, at least from what I can remember of him, he looked like total rockabilly. Oh no, guy. yeah, he was he was like, like full on like guy knew everything there was to know about rockabilly or psychabilly, mm-hmm. but it didn't show in his decor in the, the barbershop <laughs> yeah. which I'm like, oh, dude, you're all about like this rockabilly and psychabilly. Why didn't you kind of make your shop? look like that because in my opinion that's a a much better look for a barbershop you know yeah yeah for sure (laughs) yeah it had it had its own identity but uh like i said i think he only cut my hair once or twice and then uh clint here uh took over cutting my hair and i enjoyed man just going in and you know having and it is it's like when ellie was talking about and that's i think some of these young guys maybe they don't understand these young guys that are coming out for the game the hustle whatever they want to call barbering nowadays or to be insta famous or tour Japan or wherever the hell they go. Right. That they get that idea that, you know what? They don't realize that it's when the guys walk in, the guys that are paying you that are paying for your service, that it's what you provide in, not just a cut. It's when they walk in, you greeted or you just fucking ignored. That's the worst feeling for me, man. 
I mean, and even, I mean, luckily I have a barbershop here local, but for me, the, the worst feeling is when I see people walk in, like if they're just coming as a walk in and they're just like fucking not even acknowledged. I think even Subway, Subway sandwiches are supposed to <laughs> greet you, right? Somebody says, welcome. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Right? You know, usually you should at least try to, if you don't say anything, at least give them a nod. You, you know? exist. <laughs> well, I, I think anytime you go to a new barbershop, you're kind of already maybe a little nervous because you're like, I've never been here. Who's mm-hmm. going to cut my hair? And I, are they going to mess me up? But even if somebody greets you or says, you know, we'll, we'll take care of you. Don't worry. We're a little busy. Mm-hmm. I think it does make you feel a little bit better instead of, am I next or do I have to wait a few yeah, hours? What's the program? What's the protocol? Oh, right. You know, because we work a lot off appointments and we take walk-ins kind of on, on availability. Mm-hmm. So if, if we're have several appointments coming in and somebody just walks in we don't try not to just let them sit there hanging and and you know figure it out when <laughs> you know they got skipped three times you know yeah they're, they're sitting there all butthurt yeah like, kind of like hey just heads up and we you know got a couple appointments coming in it's probably gonna be an hour hour and a half wait you know they're sitting there, they're sitting there reliving high school going i'm not getting picked yeah. for the basketball yeah. game <laughs> nobody wants to pick me <laughs> But I think that at least, like you said, if you let somebody know, we do have a lot of appointments and we'll take care of you as soon as we can. But it's probably going to be about an hour and a half. I I think, at least for me, I do feel better about that. I know I've seen where people come in, kids will come in with their moms and- Oh, that's the worst. They think, well, I've been already here half an hour. I I have to be next or my kid has to be next, but maybe they don't really understand that situation. Yeah. And I think that's another thing with kids. I mean, you guys cut kids hair, right? Or is it, you guys do ban them? We do, but you know, it's it's generally not what do I enjoy to do. (laughs) I I would say. I mean, I'm a a father, so, you know, I I will, uh, you know, since I've become a father, it's been more easy for me to deal with, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, cutting children's hair. Where before, you know, I used to get more frustrated when you're, you know, squirreling around. Uh But, you know, it's it's become easier, you know. Uh And it's... I don't think anyone really likes doing it, you know, but it's just one of those things you got to do because, you know, dad comes to get his haircut. He wants to bring his boy, Mm -hmm. you know, and he doesn't want to come and get his haircut and then take his his kid also uh, after he's done down to kinder cuts or something like that. He wants he wants to get uh, his son's haircut at the same place. He's getting his Mm -hmm. cut. No, And I think that they should pay the same. I, I honestly think that the parent should pay the same because it's the same skill it's probably even more because you gotta be like a ninja you know what i mean yeah i I think most barbers wish they could charge more for kids but (laughs) (laughs) but acknowledge it no we have you know usually i think most people are charging a a little bit less for a child's cut but yeah well the parents should step up because i think at the same time whether the barber doesn't get through the cut all the way or maybe because you're not going to sit there and you know blend it exactly like you would an adult right because you're, you're kind of in and out in and out you know because well, you, you, you got to learn how to cut with their movements because you're you're going in and then the kid's going <laughs> like the matrix <laughs> you gotta you gotta anticipate right you have to, that, that's we i had uh gabriel from uptown barbers and we, you know he really kind of like laid it down for barbers where the, he thinks that it's kind of like rocky balboa remember when when they want to teach Rocky how to fight, they put the chicken. He had to chase oh, yeah. the chicken around the yard. Right. Yeah. Because he's like, once you do this, then you could be a good fighter. I think the same way with kids. Because if you could cut a kid's hair, you know, to anticipate, but then also customer service. 
Because all of a sudden, you, you have to be like kind, compassionate, you have to have patience. And I'm not saying that men, adult men need that, but you know, you know, sometimes your customers come in there, they got shit going on that they want to forget about, or maybe they'll share with you. Right. Like, you know, whatever, like, whatever. I mean, what's the craziest thing without saying names or anybody that you would, that you've heard behind the barber chair? Or you know what? Don't even, because I don't think that's, oh, that's probably a, would be a violation of, of some sort of sacred <laughs> trust. But uh, I won't put you on the I, spot. I don't even know which one to talk about. <laughs> because <laughs> that clint shop so you took it you you bought you got the shop you took it over or bought it from uh roland and then you changed the name what, what, what what's up what's up with the name oh god i don't even remember you know i i had a clothing company that i tried uh doing mm-hmm. uh years ago in my early 20s and i called mm-hmm. it scallywag and uh you know back then i you know i'd tattooed it on me and everything i thought mm-hmm. it was going to be my mm-hmm. my where my life was going mm-hmm. you know but no nah, it's just something i was screwing around mm-hmm. with didn't you know really become much anything so you know when i when i decided to have you know when i got my own shop and then you know, i just decided that's what i was going to call it you know because mm-hmm. i was kind of was into the whole piratey type thing mm-hmm. you know and uh that's where the name originally came from you know that's pretty rare i've, I've not heard of and I know quite a few shops. It's not like, you know, you could hear like more like the American blah, 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 or, you know, a straight razor, blah, blah, blah. But I've not heard like that theme picked yeah, up yet. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I was tr- trying to do more of a, like a punk rock theme in there than mm-hmm. like, you know, most people are like kind of, you know, I'm in the rockabilly and all that stuff too. But mm-hmm. you know, I was, you know, kind of more into the, the whole punk scene and you know, I don't know, just a scallywag, you know. <laughs> but I think that would be cool if you could promote that theme throughout the, the barbershop. If... Some, oh. some fishing nets, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Have, have some, some you know, nautical anchors and stuff. <laughs> not, anchors are not popular right now. <laughs> well, here, I got a little graphic up here. This photo is from your Instagram. And I think this is one of the interesting things I've seen about your shop um, is that your family's very much a part of it, at oh, least yes. your wife and yeah. your children. Uh, you have your twin boys um, God, and your wife, handful. right? <laughs> but this God is bless my wife. Yeah. yeah. Watch, watch those two. Or is, it that, or is it that she brings them there because she's like, I'm done. <laughs> you may not leave, but they're coming to you. <laughs> I um, think sometimes she wants to. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the front of the shop. Um, I like the graphic, uh, the logo there that you got. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it's really uh, unique, you yeah. know, uh, especially nowadays. You see so many guys that are just recycling the same right. theme. That was uh, that the graphic was drawn up by a buddy of mine. He's a tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. He lives up in uh, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, high school friend, a friend of mine that you know since moved up there. And I mm-hmm. basically, I kind of rough sketched out kind of what I want, and then mm-hmm. he. You know, he's more of the tattoo artist type, so he kind of re- redrew it out for me, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. It's really nice, man. I really like the... And then right next door is Brian's. Is Brian's right next door? Well, yeah, right yeah. Next- we got Big B's Bar. There's Big B's Barbecue and then Brian's mm-hmm. Bar, which they're both owned by the same guy. Okay. And on the symbol, I know you have two things kind of right in the middle. What, what are those? Oh, they're hands shaking. Yeah, right between... Yeah. So you have the straight razor... The barber pole, the laurels, and then there's two handshaking. Oh, okay. I don't know if I have another picture. Let me see if I... Yeah, here's a better picture. 
Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. And there's um, what's his name in the front? Is it Dustin? Dustin, yeah. Dustin, who I think when I was go or when I was going there, he was uh, apprenticing, maybe he, or was he in barber college? He he may have been in barber college because he he originated as just some kid that was just hanging around the shop, mm-hmm. and he just hung out there all the time for <laughs> years, and then just decided to become a barber one day and went to school. <laughs> so, see, and that's another interesting about barbering is that. It's one of those things that you can apprentice in and you can actually end up making a living from. Right. And, you know, right now it's a really good living. Yeah. I'm not sure how, how the apprenticeship works because, you know, there, there's whatever the actual legalities of mm-hmm. it are. I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure because you can either go to barber school mm-hmm. or, or do an apprenticeship. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how the apprenticeship works. But while he was uh, in barber school, I was teaching him how to cut hair mm-hmm. in the shop. Yeah. You know, because... You're, you're going to learn better. You're going to learn better in a shop than you are in barber school. Barber yeah. school doesn't oh, really yeah. teach you very much other than how to pass your state board test, you yeah. know, in my opinion. Yeah. The, the customer, and you know, in the, I think the apprenticeship model is amazing because you learn from the bottom, like right. how to greet people, how to, you know, sweep the floor, you know, s- stuff that maybe some guys now, because barbering has changed. I mean, wouldn't you say since you started? Yeah. I also think the the market's been saturated with there just seems like a new new shop opening up on every corner. Mm-hmm. You know, make that stuff like that's making it a little bit more difficult too, but now would you say like since the politics in America have become what they've become recently that the environment in the shop has changed much? Yes, I uh we try not to discuss politics in there anymore. <laughs> it got too heated or what? <laughs> well, with the the current state of way people feel about, you know, political issues, especially like Trump or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get some people, whatever your opinion is, they're going to friggin' whether you're for him, against them, yeah. whatever it may be, they're going to get friggin' pissed off and not want to come in. So it's just, <laughs> I just... I just don't want to talk about any of it anymore in there. What if the customer brings it up? You kind of go with that? I mean, I, I, yeah, no, I'll talk to him about it, but I, I usually, whereas years before mm-hmm. I would tell my opinion more of what I thought about stuff. And now it's, I kind of try <laughs> yeah. to t- keep my opinions to myself and just take you know, come more neutral. Right. You know, I, I'm not really for or against anything. <laughs> well, that's the hard part. I, I think may, maybe in the past, Everybody could have an opinion, and it wouldn't ruffle any feathers. And now you have an opinion, and well, pe- people are overly sensitive about <laughs> everything these days. You can't really talk about anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't want to end up with some lawsuit, right? Like some barber shops we know. Of. Oh, not in the lawsuit. They just go right to Yelp and then bitch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Cheap shots, aren't they? Yeah. You're like, what the fuck, man? Say it while you're here. Don't just wait to get in your little. Uh, Ford Focus or whatever, your little Prius, and be like fucking keyboard gangstering me, you know? <laughs> like, fuck, you could have just, how about this? Just don't come back. Yeah. Right? Uh, barbering's a customer service industry. Just, you, you know. The, Do you think Yelp is, is good for business or it could go both ways? It goes both ways. I mean, it's it's good for your business if you're getting good reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't, weren't they weren't they trying to charge people uh, the businesses to remove negative? They would, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know whether or not they they were because they've never uh, never offered anything like that to me. But. <laughs> Yelp, if you want, send Clint. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, but, like, yeah, mo- you know, 
we've gotten you know several you know over the years bad Yelp reviews, but usually it's you know <laughs> something we said that freaking pissed somebody off or whatever. You know, like, oh they were talking about this and I didn't like it. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> he didn't coddle me. He didn't burp me. <laughs> I still had milk breath. Because <laughs> your shop, um, and I know this because I remember I used to be sitting there, and I mean, it would get uh, back then, it would get out of control oh, at yeah. the shop. Like, but it was just, it was good times. I mean, it wasn't like well, we we still try to kind of keep it like that. Is same thing, just toned down a little bit. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> nobody was getting hurt. Right. You're not like you want another beer. Yeah. Ellie, you ready? Sure. Yeah, I'll take another one, Clint, if you don't mind. We'll have the barmaid uh, come up here in the uh, the freight elevator because we don't let her use the regular elevator. <laughs> did you guys enjoy uh, the elevator ride up to the 13th floor? I like the music the best part. What, did you really? Chuck Mangione? Yeah. <laughs> Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. <laughs> Doesn't it always seem like when you're in an elevator, that's all you fucking hear? Right, is you know Chuck Mangione, you know blowing on the trumpet, or Herb Albert. You're like fuck, man. But yeah, the, the, but the one thing I was gonna say about the shop is, they, there would be police officers in there. You oh know, yeah, uh, yeah, people who just got out of jail, okay. college students because of Cal State, uh, Fullerton. It's just the barber shop is a mix of society. And, you know, men and women, I do, I'm not going to sit here and say women shouldn't go into a shop. I, I'm a big fan of, they should, especially mothers, if, you know, especially like single mothers. Where are they going to take their boys to get cut? Where are they going to learn? And, you know, hopefully you gain future customers. You know, you cut them through, you know, elementary school into their first high school dance and their prom or graduations, you know, but that's the thing, the barbershop. That I've seen from people, whether it's people in Japan, um, wherever, Europe, you name it. It's the same thing of this is a slice of society. You know, it's, you know, it could be crazy in there, but uh, men need that. Right. Fuck, I need it. When I go in there, I don't care, man. You know, no, I swear the fish was fucking 12 foot and I got him and I took him down with a little fucking Gerber knife. And, you know, (laughs) I'll tell the story, man. It's like a almost like a release for men and, and women. So. There was a woman, uh, yesterday I went to this barbershop and there was a woman getting uh, her haircut. And I was like, man, this is awesome, man. I'm not going to be like a dick and be oh, yeah. like, Oh no. I mean, she wasn't obviously getting like fucking layers and, perm, right. you know, she was getting a cut, you know, and that's, if the barber can do it, yeah, I'm, I'm more more than happy to cut women's hair as long as they're getting a men's haircut. Yeah, <laughs> a cut you can do. Right. I mean, and I'm not going to try to try to do anything that I'm not comfortable doing. So it's like if they come in there going, I want like a salon style layered whatever. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I don't even want to try. So, but you know, I, I I'm I you know there's what I'm comfortable with doing, and that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You know. And, you know, you know, I've heard, you know, some barbershops or whatever, they don't even, you know, don't allow women in there or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that, that I mean, I think that's kind of dumb. I don't really necessarily, I think it's bad business for, you know, some, some barbershops, you know, they won't cut women's hair. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good business choice, but I don't really see anything wrong with it. You know, not, you know, just, just strictly like, you know, if we like we just don't cut women's hair but you're welcome to come inside Mm -hmm. okay whereas others i've heard you know they can't even come inside which Mm -hmm. is which is ridiculous but yeah um 
But if, you know, somebody's just not comfortable, like, actually cutting women's hair or whatever, doesn't want to do it, I that's their deal. I mm. mean, I, I wouldn't recommend that, but... <laughs> Yeah, one one of my best haircuts ever was by a woman, and I think you know what what and I and, I, and this is like a guilty confession here, because you know it was you know probably technical wise it was probably mediocre, but you know it was just a great haircut because you know like for men as well for me I'll say only for myself, but you know when they put the little like hand massager on, oh, you know yeah. as a man you're like I don't want to enjoy it too much right if it's you know my buddy or some man cutting my hair you know because it's it, so when this woman did it, i mean she she really went to work on on my neck and i was like man it was okay to enjoy it right <laughs> you feel a little bit better about enjoying it when it's a woman <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've had haircuts from women barbers before yeah um, I, I think going back to what you said earlier about culture i, I felt like i I like going back to her because she was a part of culture and I felt like when she would talk to me and we did carry that relationship. I think I, I went, she worked in mostly an all men barbershop, mm-hmm. but she was the only woman there. And I think I, I went to her for like four years mm-hmm. in Downey and it was never, I, I guess I, I never thought of her as a woman cutting my hair. It was kind of just, you know, but you were an adult barber. Yeah, you were. Yeah, it was just a barber. Um, I mean, she she was good looking, (laughs) but but the problem (laughs) is that that didn't matter, right? (laughs) Well, I I think for some people getting a haircut, maybe they might not see it the same way if you know they they tried talking to her. For me, never saw it that way. Just I I liked the way she would cut my hair, and I kept going back to her, and she knew how to cut my hair, and it wasn't until I stopped going there that. I didn't let her cut my hair, but I, I didn't have a problem with that either. But see, I, I, I grew up, my my childhood barbershop <clears throat> is right there uh, in Ch- on Chapman. Chapman and like by State College. It used to be called, I think, Plaza. Is that Barber? the one that's now American Razor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and so I walked in there as an adult and I'm looking and like the same wood paneling was on the, the walls. And I, I was really nostalgic but a woman used to cut my hair, short, blonde hair, smoked like a fucking train man, and cussed. <laughs> she was like a badass. Like, and I think back then, in the late seventies and eighties, um, to to be in a barbershop, a female to be in a barbershop, you got to have really tough skin. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because there was because yeah. you know like most most men are gonna you know a lot a lot of times censor what they say around a woman mm-hmm. until they get used to that. You know, when when you work with that girl every day, mm-hmm. you you stop really thinking about her as oh she's a girl I shouldn't say this. Mm-hmm. You just think her as someone yeah. someone that you work with, and then you start talking basically around her the way you would you know around mm-hmm. any other guy. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and sometimes you forget, and they they don't like you know a lot of them they don't like it or whatever they get offended by things you say or whatever you know. So I think you know female barbers they when they're working in a predominantly you know male environment you know mm-hmm. they got to have kind of tough skin you know yeah and, See, and i think also like you said out of respect most men would probably try to censor themselves in, until they get to that comfort level where right it's and, like, that, and i think that's what happens is that you know because we've I, we've had you know female barbers before and you know 
you know, we, we, we'll be that way in the beginning. And then, you know, over time, we will start just, you know, running our mouths off about stuff. And then they go, you know, I don't like what you just said. But I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, now even 2018 with, with what's going on in the news with, you know, hashtag me too. It's kind of like, oh, oh yeah. Can I even yeah. say that anymore? Because, <laughs> you know, what I say yeah. with the guys, I, it's kind of like really catch not 22. I mean, in a way, it's like I and like I said, maybe for me, because I experienced that as a young man. Uh, you know, a woman would predominantly cut my hair. Matter of fact, I. Well, well I think I, 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 me as well as a you know kid, I, you know, yeah. went to places like Fantastic Sam's. Yeah, know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, I told I don't remember his name right now. Hand the owner, what's his name? Bruno, Bruno. Oh, uh, uh, of Mer- that, American Razor. Of American yeah. Razor, because the same barber chairs are there from when I was a kid, and and I told him, I said, Bam, Bruno, if you ever gonna get rid of one, I better sell me one. I got him, you know, to me, it's like, it's not like a 1940s, 20s, you know, Coke in or Cox or any of that stuff. But to me, it's like, this is probably a chair that I fucking sat in as a kid. One, one, you got your first haircut in one of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> by this fuck. And I, I, man, she was just like, so, you know, a real blonde, which is crazy, you know, a real true blonde lady, yeah. short hair. But I think that that's the hard part for barbers is they're coming out of school and that they realize like they're not the first ones. Like, I think sometimes people think like, fuck, I'm, I'm the one that's going to change the industry. And, and like, I'm nobody's up on my game the way I, whatever the fuck they want to say to me. It's like, dude, this shit's been around for like seven, 8,000 years that documented barbering. <laughs> so like, fuck dude, you are not the first. I think a lot of the, the, the newer ones are more focused on, making themselves look great on Instagram than in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on out there, you know, cause I see a lot of stuff where, you know, on Instagram where people are using paint and, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, freaking powder, shaking it on their fucking head. And then, trying to pass it off as a legitimate fade. I'm like going, that looks like almost like it makes the haircuts look cartoonish to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a scary thing. And I don't know, 10 years, it, there might be crazier stuff out there like hunger games hunger game haircuts well, that, that's what i'm that's exactly right. what i'm thinking is like you know where 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 stuff's starting to look like that oh yeah you know it's like what the hell is that you know and the lines the yeah, designs, and, yeah and i think it's a lot of it's create you know people will go on there and see like this fade or whatever and it's creating uh like unreal expectations where people mm-hmm. they, they want their hair to look like that and i'm like dude i don't shake powder and airbrush on your hair <laughs> the airbrush is fucking out of control airbrush because i whatever i shave tupac into your head so i want to outline it even better so i'm gonna color it with yeah. the airbrush right. It'll last maybe like two days until you shower some of those guys that that's the you know the people that can put a face on somebody whether or not they're doing that is pretty amazing i mean i don't know how they do it i don't mean i'm more, more wondering what they what they charge to do something like that. <laughs> it probably takes a hell of a long time. Yeah, the process is long, <laughs> but that's why they have the little miner's headlamp on, yeah. and you know the black surgical gloves and the little what is it the little arm magnetic band with all the little accessories like you know they're heart surgeons. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, well, well, that's what we're saying. I, I think in ten years you might have like lights in their hair and. Maybe like some type of sign up there. Oh man, don't even give them ideas, there's, man. There's, there's gonna, gonna be, be like a <laughs> like a phone app where it's gonna change your hair by looking at yeah something like that. Fuck. I, I saw something on Facebook a while ago. It was some some machine that's supposed to be able to cut hair, and it was 
oops yeah it was some stupid arm that had a clipper on it and it's just over there fucking this guy's <laughs> hair up and i'm like on well i'm sure glad they haven't perfected this technology yet <laughs> <laughs> they tried with the floby remember the flow oh yeah, yeah, yeah the vacuum Fuck, sucks man Floby is uh, when I was in high school. That's what we used to call blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> just something. I just thought it was a good time. But anyways, no. But like for yourself, when you get customers that maybe ask you for an outrageous haircut, do you kind of feel like you have to try to meet their demands, or you kind of try to keep it real and, and tell them, well, you know, it's not going to come out exactly that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll usually explain that you know if, if I think I can do it, I'll I'll do it. If, if it's something that I don't think I is gonna, I'm gonna be even come close to. I'm not gonna not gonna attempt it because I just don't want to send somebody out that's pissed off after you know looking like a dick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the the freaking craziest thing I ever got requested to do is some guy came in and he wanted a an iguana mohawk. I remember that. And yeah. I, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I looked, you know, did a quick Google search. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> There's such a thing. But to tell, explain, explain what it was, because I, I remember what it, I see. Well, it. yeah. So this guy, you know, you know, go on and have those those spikes on their back. So the spikes, you know, from the mohawk went all the way down the back. Then there was a head right here, and then some legs, and you know, tail going down the back. <laughs> it, 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 it looked like uh, you know an animal was sitting on this guy's head. It was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever. <laughs> but you did it. Yeah, no, no, it came out great. I, I mean, I, I did it. Tw- this guy came back two or three times for it. Oh, okay. I, I don't really have a desire to do it again. I just, I just was one of those things I just wanted to do just to see if yeah. I could do it, you know. And but see that, that he took a stab at it because I, I've seen that when in people come into shops and they're like, "Do you do hair designs?" And they'll be like, well, it depends what you want. And they'll show them a picture and they'll be, they'll be honest. Like, um, I might pull it off. I might not be able to, if you want, you know, I'll give it a shot. To me, it's like that openness versus like that. No, no hair designs, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm totally open to the idea of it. Is it just, you know, if, uh, somebody, you know, and then people call in, they go, Hey, do you do hair designs or whatever? You know, some days, if I'm just not in that freaking mood, I'm like, no, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, other times I'm like, yeah, you know, if you bring, if you want to come by, you can show us what you're looking for, you know, and we'll tell you if we think we can do it. But, you know, yeah. that's, that's not, that's not my specialty or really anyone that, you know, works at the shop specialty. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's places that do specialize in, you mm-hmm. know, that, that type of, uh, you know, barbering. And I think you get that feel when you go into any barbershop, um, maybe the, the style of haircuts they do more um, just by seeing the the people getting a haircut or seeing the barbers themselves. If everybody looks kind of like a punk rock guy with crazy hair, maybe you might get that vibe. They could do that, that iguana haircut there. <laughs> no, and I, I, but I think it's the sense of like they have to realize it's this. I, I don't know if it's technology that's taught people or maybe because in school that everybody gets a trophy or, or whatever that, you know, you have to do what I ask, you know, because it's fair versus like, no, that, that business, I can't go into like, I would never go into a vegan restaurant and be like, I want a carne asada torta right now. And if you don't, I'm going to fucking whatever, you know, slam you on social. You have to realize where you're going and the services they provide. Obviously it shouldn't be discriminatory on any level towards women or any race, I don't agree with that at all, but I think the business should be able to do 
say, no, we, this is what we offer. This is what I'm comfortable. And this is what I could do for you. Not, I, I owe you that because you asked. Right. And if I didn't do it, then I'm whatever being discriminatory or elitist or some other bullshit that they want to say. And you know, to, to this day and age, some people may interpret a lot of people not wanting to do certain types of things for certain people as uh, discriminatory. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, there's a, there's a lot of barbers out there that, you know, they don't like to cut uh, black people's hair. And it's, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with who they are. It's just they're not comfortable with that, that, that uh, doing that hairstyle. Where, you know, somebody goes in there, oh, and we don't, you know, they, right. you tell them, no, I'm sorry, you know, they, they might interpret it in, in that manner. But, you know, I do get ca- uh, phone calls, you know, regularly. Do you guys cut black people hair? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no. But, you know, well, I, I I've always that. been kind of like shocked by the the question. But, you know, mm. but yeah, we do get people calling in and, and specifically asking that. But, you know, and I can understand why they, they, they probably do is because, you know, I remember when I was fresh out of school, the first shop uh, shop I worked in, I mean, I'd never, never done any of those type of haircuts. And, you know, black gentleman walked in and he had a, um, an afro that's probably six inches thick and he asked for a trim. And I was like, I, I just told him, I'm, I'm sorry, man, I, I don't think I'm qualified to cut your hair. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I don't want to mess it up. And that, that, that was my biggest concern, you know. Mm-hmm. How'd he take it? Oh, you know, he was totally cool. He was just like, oh, okay, thanks, man. You know, he's, he's, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they're more worried about, you know, you fucking them up than right. to deny yeah, them. <laughs> well, but, you know, I have never heard that. I've been around barbers so much. I've actually never heard that. That is amazing. I'm, I'm like, learned something totally new for the first time. That's, it's shocking in a way. And I think maybe some people probably turn away based on whatever the color of their skin and it's a sad thing but i don't know i wouldn't say they're doing it because of the color of their skin i just think it's more of their hair type that they're they're you know certain barbers aren't aren't comfortable with it or you know i i for no i'm not not saying i'm an expert in all areas of their hair because there there's some things that they would come in today and i just like i don't know but but even even the term most most things that they're going to request i'm perfectly comfortable doing you know well the term fade that's an urban oh, term. Of course, yeah. The lineup. Yeah. When you do a lineup, that's not traditional barbering. That comes from the urban world. Yeah. Taper. Yeah. Taper is the traditional. High and tight is traditional. Yeah. At least terminology. Right. But the terms we use are do come from the African-American barbering world. Well, so, where did I hear this? Somewhere said, you know, like that, uh, you know, because taper and fade, I think, used to be kind of synonymous. Mm-hmm. Where it's come to be more taper is this here and back of the neck, yeah, whereas the nape, lower, yeah. whereas whereas fade is fade is on the side, right? Yeah. And uh, what, was, what was it said? Uh, something like all, all fades are tapers, but all, not all tapers are fades, or something oh, something okay. along those lines. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of because uh, I mean, splitting you, hairs on this. You, you gotta you gotta really pick pick your client's brain, cause, you know, because a lot of times they come and go, oh yeah, I want a taper. Yeah. You know, like okay, you know, and you ask them where they want it because a lot of times they they say they they want a high and tight, but they're calling it a taper. You know. Mm. Well, that's like for me. I always get a low fade, but sometimes they go too low, and it's kind of like a taper. And sometimes if I say a taper, they're like, "Oh, you want a low fade?" I'm like, "Well, no, I want a little higher." 
So it, it, it's, it's tricky. Or 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 well, speaking of technology, then another thing is them just showing you a picture. That that that's the easiest, right? You know, because that that's what's great about technology right now is you just you know you have no clue what this guy wants. Just you got a picture. But I, I feel that's at least for me being kind of traditional. I feel that's a little disrespectful. Maybe I'm wrong. Where I, I if I show it to my barber, it's kind of like. Can you do this instead of just telling him, well, you know, I just kind of want like a low fade. And he's like, you don't look like David Beckham. (laughs) I'm I'm all for showing him pictures because, you know, especially if the, you know, it kind of gets rid of any confusion whatsoever. Yeah. And that was the traditional way in the barbershop, the hair posters. Yeah. The the old ones, right? It it was, you know, you get- Or the books. There was a like a I want a number 10 or the contour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still get people coming in. You guys got a, like a- a book of uh, to choose haircuts from, like no, <laughs> but but that's a <laughs> because language. It's it's like you're saying the terminology. They're they're saying one thing in their mind. They've interpreted whatever a fade or a taper. High and I could see and I could see for Clint when he says you know even for kids it's it's more challenging because with the kid uh, you know seven year old or eight year old you you can't really communicate and tell them like does it look okay? Is this what you're looking for? And if the mom's sitting down and you're kind of just... Yeah. Well, it's usually I, mom and dad telling you that, yeah, we did a good thumbs job. Thumbs up, the yeah. thumbs up. Right, that's but if, exactly what we were looking show for. Show little Johnny the mirror. I'm always I'm always amazed by the, the you know, little kids that are like, you know, six, seven, eight, that know exactly what they want. They sit in your chair. I'm like, oh, I want this, this, and this, and I want it to do this. And like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, good job. He's like, can you lower the ears? Yeah. <laughs> now the... Barbering is um, is that one thing that the the guy could walk in there having a shitty day, or maybe has an interview, job interview the next day. They want to look good, you know, whatever forty, fifty bucks, whatever he pays for his cut, and he walks out that door and he feels better. Like fuck it, you know what? Everything could be going to hell or the handbasket, or maybe not. Maybe I'm going to get married. And hell's coming. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, it comes no, shortly afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> After you wake up over the hangover, yeah. and then you're like, "What did I do? Why didn't somebody stop me?" Mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I agree, Martin. I I think you know, even as I get older, and whenever I go get a haircut, I I, I always feel like when I do leave, I I do feel more rejuvenated. I feel like yeah. It, it, I mean, obviously, I'm the same person, but I kind of do feel like I'm a, in a way, a a, a better representation of who I am mm-hmm. after I do leave the barber shop. At least for me, I always feel that way. I think that's a part of barbering too. Is that maybe I don't know if barbers can totally understand. That, you know, not the ones that are in the, the barber battles, you know, trying to get like the WWF belts <laughs> and all that shit. The ones that want to be, uh, you know, popularity contest. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> fastest fade. Man, I don't want the fastest fade. How about you just give me no, a good haircut, yeah. you know? Um, I You know, I don't know. If, if you, I would never, ever, ever, un- unless we go into hun- Hunger Games barbering one day and I happen to live through it. But I would never, if I saw somebody and I'd say it, only because there's so many things behind it is if you had a headlamp on or black gloves, you better be working on my car. You know what I mean? <laughs> or in a mine fucking digging for coal, but I would not let you cut my hair. Cause I think there's so much more you're doing as an outfit, you know, to, to look that part. What do you think Clint? Another thing that I've noticed is 
this whole like tattoo thing. These guys are just getting blasted. Like, and it's usually just their arms, you know, and their neck maybe. And, you know, probably virgin underneath. Barbers with tattoos. But the the whole sense of like, they get all the right tattoo or the stuff that looks aesthetically correct in visible areas so they can look the part. You know what I mean? Like the barber, whether it's the barber pole by the eye or the The, shear. The 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 barber clipper on the neck. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what do you think about like this? And I've seen it. It is a trend. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, right. it, it, it's just uh, barbers seem to be, the appearance-wise, becoming uh, somewhat indistinguishable uh, indistinguishable between like a tattoo artist. They go, oh, you're either a barber or a tattoo artist. <laughs> One of the two, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> or both. I mean, for, for me, it was just something that I found that I could make a you know decent living at looking the way I do, you know. I think, you know what, I think, uh, was it Michael Malone who ended up owning um, Sigler Jerry Shop? I think Ed already told me that I believe he was a barber before he became a tattooer. Sailor Jerry? No, no, no. Um, Mike Malone. Okay. Uh, Rolo, who I, I believe, I'm trying to remember right now. Um, I know he had told me that I believe he was a barber before. He ended up buying Sailor Jerry's shop. Mm. Uh, after he passed they actually offered it to ed hardy first and he was doing other things and he passed it up and i believe mike malone i believe is his name rollo i know he goes by rollo or before when he was alive anyways but barbering and tattooing have a very very like uh close lineage in their ancestry you know it's kind of like those are two things that you could do to express yourself right tattoos you can get because they, they're an expression and getting a haircut. Whether he, the caveman had a beard and decided to go fucking whatever, buck skin and whatever. It, it's that way he could express himself. that You could change over and over. Maybe he wanted a guan on his head one day. <laughs> that was an expression of his personality. And same thing with tattoos. They're those expressions. Well, traditionally, at least they were. I don't know how much expression. If you get fully blasted within a year how much each one of those things means to you, you know, on your skin. Not much. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the same thing. Like you said, it is expressing yourself, whether it's tattoos or or a haircut. If I'm sure there's people that change their whole hairstyle from, you know, one year to the next where before they would cut it a certain way. And the next year they just want to try something different. I think they just want to express themselves in a different way. Tattooing, Barber, it, it is a form of art. Mm. I would say very, very similar. Yeah. What, what do you say, Clint? Is it a profession, art, craft? What, or, or is this just bullshit terminology? Tell me. What is barbering an art or a craft? Wait. Profession? Or, or, what, what or are it? we talking about why they have tattoos? <laughs> well, ne, ne, let's do. Okay. Why don't you comment on the whole tattoo thing? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that it's kind of just become a, somewhat of a trend. I don't, because I don't. I don't know. I would, you know, before I was live, I don't think barbers were covered in tattoos. <laughs> Pretty you much. Know? I think it's a relatively new thing. And I, I think that a lot of the more traditional aspects of barbering were brought back by guys who were really into rockabilly that became barbers. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, of, a lot of guys in the rockabilly were just covered with tattoos. And I think it's just become a look of, 
barbers, you know, because now you got a lot of bar barbers out there that aren't really in, into any of that that type of scene. They're just into the look. You know, you know what I mean? Like a costume, you think, or some somewhat to a degree. I mean, but you know, a lot of these these styles have just become you know the popular style of the, mm-hmm. of the time where uh, you know it, it it's getting harder to tell what people are into by um, their hairstyle or the way they're way they're mm-hmm. dressed. You know, because you know certain you know I want to say ten years ago, if somebody had a pompadour, you could be pretty damn sure that they're in the freaking rockabilly <laughs> now you don't or the hip cats or yeah whatever yeah they i mean they, they could you know have a pompadour and their favorite guy is tech nine or something <laughs> you know <laughs> but i think nowadays that you could also make the case that it's it, it is part of the instagram phase where whatever you see on instagram you think this barber is all about and if he looks the part and he's exactly you know he, oh, no, yeah, he's trying no, to get the thousand likes every time and you're kind of like, well, he has all those tattoos, and he has that big beard, and he he, he must be the best barber in the world. <laughs> the denim apron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just that well, too. The, the, the big beard. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what people think based on Instagram? That if if you look that way, <laughs> you're, you're a hipster barber, right? And <laughs> wearing capri pants. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I'm sure a bunch of people just tuned out. No, I'm just kidding. That's all right. That's okay. We will we'll, uh, we'll coddle you and burp you later. <laughs> but, and, but I think, you know, those are these are the things that in barbering that, um, you know, need to be brought out. You know, I mean, and, and not that we're here talking shit, you know, like, you know, fuck that guy or fuck this guy. You know, we're not. We're not naming names. But I think these are the things that as guys that, who are coming out that are serious, that are coming out of barber college or want to do apprenticeships or customers that are trying to find shops that are reputable. That you just don't go off of because Instagram, social media, it's like a, it's a, it's fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Alternative facts, you know? I I, I personally, I I don't really like um, social media all that much. Mm -hmm. I don't like really Instagram. If I didn't feel like I needed to do it to, you know, kind of promote myself and the business, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it. But, you know, that's what people are doing these days in, you know, uh, I'm not, you know, I'll post pictures of haircuts here and there, but I'm not really, really trying to go, you know, I need 10,000 followers, you know. Speaking of pictures of haircuts, I do have some. I do have one, at least. This picture here. Uh, tell me about this haircut. What 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 each thing is, what the, what type of fade, blend, or taper, whatever you want to call it. Oh, medium, low, skin fade. He, I think he uh, gets guys getting a side part, you know, pompadour. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of what has influenced men using this hairstyle was the show Mad Men. Yes, no, no, I yeah, I forgot about that because I, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, Mad Men, and then followed up with Boardwalk Empire, yeah. just fucking slam dunked. This that, that could be you right there, Martin. And then some try of the haircut next time. <laughs> no, some show. What was it after? Um, uh, what was that movie? Lawless. Lawless. Where they were like making the moonshine. Remember that wicked part? All, all, all was yeah. But you know, after <laughs> after that movie came out, everybody wanted undercuts. Uh-huh. And undercuts. I, I remember looking at that that movie going, God, these freaking haircuts are butchered. <laughs> <laughs> totally fucked up haircuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there people yeah are what's his name? Uh, Tom Hardy, was it? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, he had the fucked up, like, you could see just the different levels. Oh, yeah. I mean, who was the guy? The guy had a freaking half-inch wide freaking shaved oh, part down God. the center of his head. 
Well, yeah. even the even the part, the the comb over kind of came back for a while, right, Clint? Well, the well that the comb over or side part or yeah, yeah I mean that well, both yeah both yeah I mean those seem to like be what you know for a while or is the what everyone's asking for right you know yeah. well doesn't um, your president Donald Trump <laughs> have a massive comb over I think I've just I, discovered I really don't know what the hell that did thing you see is. That, that on the news that, well I saw when he was going to the yeah, when he's going to the airplane, Dude, didn't it blow up in the, the back? I, 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 like, I saw a picture of it, but I didn't really, I couldn't really tell what the hell was going on there. I mean, his hair looks like it's combed from the back of his head all the way forward, and then you know, wrap this around a little bit. That's a comb over. That's a, that's a comb forward and a comb over. Comb, comb, comb forward. I don't know. I, don't, I really wish I could, you know, knew what the heck was going on underneath that because it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I, I saw that and I went, huh, huh? No. like, what is that? Like, it's just anyways, but that's the comb over, right? The uh, balding man or men who are follically challenged, who <laughs> try to hold on to that last bit and some guys pull it off. I, I guess, I mean, I usually describe like the comb over as a, as a, in, as opposed to the side part where um, comb overs where the part is, I generally, the, the hair right here is generally left longer to comb mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're just parting the hair, it's cut the same way on either side. Mm. Oh, okay. You know? See, I, I would say that, and I know a lot of guys would say the comb over is when you're going bald and say like, you got well, like right, half but then when they go bald, they leave one side longer yeah, to, yeah, comb, to over. comb it over, you know, <laughs> or, or as in what appears to be Donald Trump's circumstances, it's like half dome. And, and literally it's all being as Clint said, forward and parted <laughs> forward over and around <laughs> some, yeah, the wind did not help expose them, but I think even the haircuts. Uh, so here we see the inside of the shop, which, uh, I think were those were those uh, the chairs the the waiting chairs were those ones that were there before those pink ones yeah those those have been there since uh, it was uh, let it rock yeah so that's the that's the only, some, that's uh, some of the leftovers of the old mm-hmm. <laughs> decor uh, Roland um, <laughs> yeah the nice brick uh, wall and it's, wood it's, floors it's fake brick <laughs> I can't afford real brick <laughs> <laughs> we we could just say it's fake news alternative yeah. facts it's alternative brick. <laughs> alternate brick there's no fact check in here <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't worry yeah but that's the thing with barbershops man I, i'm i'm i enjoy seeing it because it's one of those things that it's always going to be there barbershops are never ever ever going to go away if they've existed for over seven thousand years documented Unless they perfect that stupid robot that was cutting hair you know what guys will still go <laughs> You know, I mean, it, no matter what, and I think the I, I tell guys, guys, you know, like um, when I had uh, like Uptown Barbers here and another friend, Elias, they were talking. Uh, he was saying, you know what, if I go to get a haircut and the barber's on tour, on vacation or, or doing some other shit, or if he's always on tour, barber battling, so he's not here. He's like, when the fuck does that? Like, I need a barber to cut my hair. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go to where the guy's at. You know, the guys that come into work, uh, barbers aren't like unionized. There's no like retirement. As far as I know, at least here in Southern California, I don't know, maybe some other part of the country, the world they are. The barbers union. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always <laughs> dreams of that re- reviving because it used to exist at a time, but. I heard there was one at some point no, yeah. in time. I, I don't really know 
what it meant to be in a barber's union or what they got out of it. But, Dude, let's put know. it this way. I, I interviewed <laughs> I've heard of it. <laughs> out in, out uh, A couple years ago, I was doing the documentary 120 Years of Barbering, and I was out in Hemet interviewing uh, a 75-year-old barber at the time, Fred. Fantastic Fred was his nickname. Just, he was just like a badass, badass guy who served in the armed forces had a couple tattoos like but from the from the, you know uh, i think it was in the air force okay so it wasn't like you know fully tatted he had like a couple little things heart whatever it was i don't remember but he owned the barber shop in fullerton by ralph's he used to own that but i forgot what it was called it but it, it it's become something else now but he used to own it back in like the 70s and 80s but he told this story that uh, in Orange County, there was another guy, and, and I can't remember right now, but he said the guy's name. He said, this guy, like everybody was charging, I don't know, let's just say a dollar for a haircut. And this guy undercuts everybody, and he says, 50 cents. And so the barbers, all the barber shop owners got together with him and said, hey, you know, this bullshit, blah, 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 you're undercutting us all. And the guy's like, ah, fuck you guys, whatever, I'm gonna do what I want. And the crazy part, what do you think happened to that guy's barbershop? Something bad, probably. Something bad probably happened to it. <laughs> All Fred would say is his barbershop got blown up. Yeah. Was this in the 70s? <laughs> right, right. I don't know exactly what year. Okay. Because my, 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 I have an uncle. Was that him? <laughs> yeah, it was. yeah. I have an oh. uncle, uncle who was a barber. And We're he, going off he air. talked about <laughs> something in the 70s. He called it the Barber Wars. Okay. I'm like, I don't know what <laughs> the hell. County? Yeah. Thanks. You know, he owned several barber shops around Huntington Beach, Fountain Valley. And he said, dude, you know, if you were undercutting sh- other shops, you know, you had to worry about someone throwing a grenade or something through your <laughs> yeah. freaking roof, you know, blowing up your shop. But, you know, he could, but, well, he was also doing the same same thing. Yeah. Uh, he was, I don't I mean, I don't know what they're charging, but, you know, when most, most shops were charging this, he was charging like a dollar and they're charging two or whatever it yeah. was. And, you know, he was putting them out of business. And then he would go buy, you know, then go reopen the shop after they're gone and then raise prices. Mm, <laughs> so he called it the Barber Wars? I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't remember the details of what went on, but it, it sounded like there was uh, something that going on where barbers were fighting over uh, what they what they could charge. They wanted, uh, I don't remember, but it seems like he, he, he said that they, they, were, they were fighting for some sort of regulations on how low a barber could charge for a right. haircut so that they couldn't like under undercut anyone yeah. too too much that's at, important right at, well as far as barber prices i mean with inflation the, the, does that change prices over the past maybe five ten years uh yeah yeah they change it change a bit you know but it uh, it seems it seems to i think cap out at a certain point you know well, you know, I one thing I've noticed is it's based on community too because I've been one of my favorite favorite shops to go see is up uh it's about 45 minutes north of Bakersfield. So you think Bakersfield you're already out of the big city. Um and you go it's like between Porterville and uh I can't remember the other city. It's a little city called Lindsay, Lindsay, California. And I did a I did a little uh short on them. It's on YouTube. And I think it's called like a small farm town barber. 13,000 people in this town. Wow. 13,000. 
farm, farm, agriculture, everywhere you see, mm-hmm. packing houses. And uh, and I went there and I, I, I fell in love with this barbershop called Wild Bill's Barbershop. And uh, it, it's like a throwback to like America in the like late 50s, early 60s. Unreal. But the community there is poor. Mm-hmm. They work in the fields. They work just job. It's not like a, they don't work in like CEOs or not. I mean, if they do, they commute or whatever. But it's a, the community, there's no way he could charge. I remember we talked and he goes, there's no way I could charge 20 or $25 for a haircut. And I forgot what he was, he charged. And I understood that at that moment, I understood, wait a minute, different pockets of America. Certain areas, it's it would be difficult. Yeah, I mean, but if you're in Laguna Hills or near yeah, yeah. Belinda. And well, I'm if here. you're in Laguna Hills, I don't see you anywhere where you're not going to get at least 30. <laughs> you know for the mean? cut itself, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know? Minimum, you know. But. Totally. And I think those are the things that factors that even guys, some guys are like, oh, well, I'm not going to cut. I think barbers should raise their price. I think Fred told me, this individual Fred, uh, back in the 80s, he was charging like $20. Wow. And that's a lot back then. Fuck yeah. yeah. But he goes, he goes, yeah, I lost some customers, but guess what? The ones who stayed, I was, make, I was, making, I was mm-hmm. making up the difference right. for the guys that I lost. But they realize, you know, whether you walk out and you pay $40 for a haircut, 50 total out the door, to me it's like, hey, but you're, you pay what you get for. Why is the one thing... You know, I wouldn't go like today. I went to, to the store and I looked for milk and I saw like, you know, $6. I drink organic. No shame. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> and then I saw once at two fifty. Well, it fucking expires today. Oh, yeah. Why in the fuck am I going to buy that gallon of milk for two fifty? Even though it's like, you know, a third of the price. I wouldn't buy anything that is expiring that day. <laughs> <laughs> but the, But how many people look at the value? Do you value your barber? Do you value the shop? There's chop shops, right? Seven, eight dollars. Yeah, and it's one of the things. You know, you you get what you pay for it. You know, some some of those those type of shops, you're probably going to get a fine haircut at if you're not requesting something that's too difficult or if the guy doesn't know exactly what a good haircut looks like yeah or that that too i mean if you just go in there and go i want a number three all over or or, or a four on top two on the sides exactly there's a fairly good chance you're gonna walk out of there happy yeah (laughs) you know but you know if you go into a you know place that's charging 12 bucks and go oh yeah i want a medium high skin fade with Mm -hmm. comb over this and that (laughs) you know you're probably gonna be like oh fuck you know because those places make their money off of getting people in and out in 15 minutes. Yeah, they don't want to use shears sometimes. You know, you're, you're, you know, there's a lot of haircuts, you know, unless unless you're, you <laughs> hired the guy from uh, that does the, the speed fade competitions to work there, <laughs> you know, you're not getting a good haircut. 15, 16, $20, <laughs> tw- 15 or 16 haircuts or 20 haircuts a day. Yeah, but, 70 but, bucks. But that's the thing. Even with Instagram, you have these guys that, and I'll admit, I I do follow different barbers just because I I, I it oh, is. Oh, you're a whore. <laughs> no, but but I I find it fascinating. Ellie, and, you're so easy. And 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 you know they they do cut celebrities or you know boxers that I follow, and I feel like if if these guys would charge two hundred dollars, I feel like people would still pay it because because of the status of who they are on Instagram. And I mean, I I I don't, I don't know if. If, if that's the way things are going, where if, if people will just go to Instagram and say, well, you know, that guy has a million followers. He, he must be the best barber in the world. Or 
you know, that this shop over here doesn't have an Instagram, maybe they're not that good. Mm. I think that I think that's kind of where a lot of things are going too. But you know, where like people they they will go check stuff out on Instagram mm-hmm. or something like that, or if they you know don't ha- they'll, mm-hmm. they'll 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 base it off how many followers they have as opposed to what the quality of their haircuts mm-hmm. look like in the pictures, you know, and the tattoos and the beards, you know, because not everyone's like sitting there going, oh, how many. What's the best hashtags I can put on this to get the most <laughs> likes and followers? <laughs> See, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like if if I get fifty likes, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I didn't pay like a bunch of for like uh, whatever a thousand or two thousand kids in India to push like. You know, I I didn't pay for that shit. I, I well, it's might, more amazing to me that people actually pay for people to fuck. do that. <laughs> yeah, you know when you when you see these guys, these these rock stars. I don't give a fuck what whatever it is you do. Uh, does not just this is not just exclusive to barbering. It's it's everywhere. Where I see guys that have, you know, a hundred thousand followers and they get like two hundred likes or three hundred likes, and I'm like, do you really have those followers or do those, you know, Probably little not. kids not push like? No. you didn't pay, you know. But but I'm sure that. even for Clint, he gets people in his shop that probably come through yelp or instagram and they're like well i, I saw your shop online and i want to come check it out get a few from yelp um i wouldn't say it you know anywhere near as much was just coming from somebody getting on google or something going like that and you yeah. know checking out the uh reviews on yelp or or uh google or whatever that you know plenty of pictures up there to see mm-hmm. and that that's generally where most of it comes from mm-hmm. then word of mouth and we've had a handful of people coming in oh yeah i found you guys on instagram but you know not anywhere near the amount that's you know just so so what do you think then is the greatest threat to barbering jeez don't say that robot <laughs> if 80s fashion ever comes back oh if grunge ever comes back <laughs> if grunge ever comes back in style that's that's a that's, that's a kiss of death i don't want to learn how to do uh Kurt Cobain hair. Yeah. Eddie Vedder. Women's hairstyles and feathered <laughs> this or that. <laughs> that's true. That that That's actually. Or what, what do you call it? Unisex haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> I think Fred, Fred told me the story. He says, you know, because back then in Orange County, he goes, everybody wanted to be a surfer. And, you know, he's right there in Fullerton close to your Melinda. <laughs> and he goes, I realized as a businessman, I realized I could get more money. If I told these guys, because, you know, surfers wouldn't wash their hair all the time or whatever. So he realized if I make them, if I make them wash their hair, I can charge more. Oh, yeah. If I wash their hair, because I refused to cut hair. Yeah. That was the all oily and grimy. Because, you know, they were surfers. And he goes, I realized. wash that salt at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everybody wanted that look. And, you know, to get the little waves in their hair, because, you know, their hair was straight. But if they, they left it more, like, unkept. You know, kind of would get more waves. And he realizes as a businessman at that point, I could charge more. I tell him, I'm not going to cut your hair unless I wash it. Charge him the additional fee. And there was, for yeah, him, the price increase. So, yeah, if grunge ever comes back or uh, hair band or metal or any of that good stuff. Uh, I mean, it's not that, you know, a lot of like, you know, long haired men's haircuts are even hard. I just think that men that have long hair typically are going to prefer to go to a salon. And pay what is it? What is it, like 50, 60 I bucks? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe something 80 like that. Bucks? Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. I mean, because we, me, we don't get a lot. I mean, you know, I get people with long hair coming in and asking for a trim rarely. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mean, I just figure those guys either, either they're not getting their hair cut, which is why it's long, 
or they're going to a you know salon or something like that. And that's even strange then because you would think that if you had the long hair and you're paying to a salon, which is at least 50, if not more, for a haircut, why wouldn't you go to a barber who's charging less? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I personally believe that if their community and the economy where you're at can support the price, raise it. I mean, what, what's the worst? Is they're going to walk out? You know, not your customer. Your customers that come are because oh, of loyalty. Just, just charge, charge them more because they got long hair? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Man, that. This guy's got long hair. This is going to be a $35 haircut. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've seen that. I've seen that where, where, where the barbers, because of the work, the yeah. work that's, re- or the skill, mm-hmm. whether it's you're cutting, you know, what do they call them? Hippie killers. Um, oh, hippie you know, killer, you're, yeah. you're going from long hair to short hair, and that's a lot more, a lot more work. I remember what was it? God, it had to have been twenty years ago. I, you know, back when, like, you know, one of the only few places you could get a pompadour was, you know, Hollywood's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I remember sitting in there one day waiting to get my hair cut. Some, you know, like you said, some surfer-looking type guy walked in there, and he's like, he's like, hey, yeah, you know, want know about getting a haircut? And Donnie looks at him, he's all. I don't do no trims, bro. <laughs> he's always, oh, if you want a haircut, you're getting a haircut. <laughs> he walked right out, right? No, he's always, he's no, I want something like what you got. And he's like, <laughs> he's, uh, I mean, I wasn't there to stick stick around long enough to find yeah, out if that guy yeah, ever got a haircut. But, <laughs> but maybe, like you said, those guys with long hairs do feel more comfortable in a salon. Maybe they feel like they cater to them more and... They want the be champagne. champagne. Is it yeah, the champagne? The, yeah, maybe. maybe. The cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Wine and cheese. <laughs> but they're not going to be judged. I mean, if you go into a barber shop with crazy long hair, I feel like everybody's going to turn around and stare at you. No, you know what? But guys, well, going, well they're going to want to chop it all off, is what they're going to want to do. <laughs> the sheer make me do it. Well, they're hoping that. Yeah. They're like, I'm like it's usually what it is. I'm like, I hope this guy wants this all cut off, not trim. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true that even in, in Orange County, where it's really where a, a big part of the barbering revival happened because of Jake Bricks and Jake, Donnie yeah, Holly, yeah. you know, and, and Eric Webb, Eric, Jake and Eric and Donnie. Eric Webb is Circle City, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've met, I met him before. I mean, he was the, the protege of Jake Bricks, you know, as a, as a young man. Yeah. Um, I met, I met Jake back when I was in high school we into high school nearby where his shop was at the orange in circle orange, yeah. i you know i met the guy i thought he was terrifying <laughs> <laughs> there's still that old commercial that survived oh, with it with him and big, big sandy and eric mosky yeah. in the back <laughs> yeah. legends man legends and and uh, obviously eric and and um and jake uh, gone too soon but their impact in the way they impacted barbering like Clint was saying about the whole tattoo rockabilly thing that was really where it came from, and it spread worldwide, which is crazy. Right, and, and that, I, like I, I think that's what it, you know, because I never got my hair cut by Jake. I wasn't having this. I had in high school. I was kind of like having the Kurt Cobain look, mm-hmm. but you know, shame to say, but you know, <laughs> I had several friends that you know had you know were into rockabilly and you know had pompadours, and they're like, yeah, you gotta go check this place out. And we ditched school one day, and we went over to his shop, and. They're getting their haircuts, and this guy, he's like trying to tell me to get in his chair and let him, let me. He, he really wanted to chop my hair off, and I was like, oh man, I was, I was afraid of him. I thought he was going to hold me down or something and start cutting my hair. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that, that people in barbering history, because it, there is a history to barbering, 
in the modern sense that we can trace. And, you know, Donnie really, Donnie Holly really did a, took it to a whole different level and took it worldwide. I mean, mid-century who came here from Japan uh, and brought me that uh, from uh, Kawasaki, Japan, you know, was, was also influenced as Donnie toured for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years in Japan, you know, doing traditional haircuts. I mean, that's crazy to think that back then, you know, I give the guy credit because he did it. You know, he did it at a time when very few. Well, I, yeah, I, I think Jay, uh, Jake started it. And yeah. then, uh, you know, Donnie probably is what, you know, deserves the credit because he, he took what he started and then yeah. launched it out. You know, because I, 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 I think the whole tradition, traditional barbering, that at least at least in Orange County, I don't know about outside of it, but it it should be all traced back to those those two yeah yeah because um, eric 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 and donnie i think i believe donnie told me they opened the first shop that donnie opened the 400 square foot shop okay so it was you know jake taught eric and donnie knew jake also so it's kind of like it's 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 amazing because it came from orange county i mean it didn't come and i know some guys are like oh traditional barbering was happening that's probably true in the midwest or back east but this style that these guys were doing, man, it was... You want another beer? No, I'm good right now. Yeah. What, what years was this? Oh, God. Donnie, I think, opened in 90... 99, 99, 99. 99, I believe. And Jake Bricks is before that. Yeah, I think he... Jake probably went, died in 97. I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. I do I want to say it was about 97. Yeah, I think somewhere. He, but it, it is amazing to see that these giants, you know, Jake Bricks, Eric Webb, and Donnie Holly came and they really because i mean even donnie with the pomade there was nobody else i mean cool there there was there was no such thing that i can remember that was water-based pomade there was there was grease cool grease was around okay i don't i don't remember that one i mean it was just murray's or dax yeah that was that was it you you used one or the other you didn't have a pompadour right (laughs) yeah and and we're talking what what clint's talking about is is uh if you've never used those well then man you're fortunate (laughs) different than three flowers oh man well three flowers is like kind of too light like vaseline yeah petroleum right where 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 murray's is kind of like something similar to like three flowers but it's like the consistency of like peanut butter where it's just thick 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 oil based yeah oil i mean we mean like oil that will not wash out oh, yeah, of your you, hair for you don't you don't need the you don't need to put new product in your hair for a week you just get out of the shower and comb your hair and it it would <laughs> it felt like it would tear like you dig oh, it yeah, through yeah. it until it smoothed out and you're like fuck that's a lot of hair on my comb <laughs> how are those compared to the suavecito they're different yeah that's half that's a yeah that those are water-based pomades so like lay right which is oh yeah uh, lay right we're talking lay right that's donnie holly's uh, company um but they were, uh, you know, Cool Grease was around, uh, Clubman, Clubman Pump, uh, Pinad. They also had a water-based. And then, you know, but what Leroy did was they introduced it to the world, water-based pomade to the world. Yeah, there was probably some around. I just wasn't, yeah. wasn't familiar with them because, um, you know, at that time in my life, everything I was putting in my hair, I bought at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I didn't see no Clubman. There, there, internet was like in its beginnings <laughs> and, you know, I don't think I purchased anything online till 2006. You, you know would I mean? go into the, you would go into the, uh, what do they call it? I don't remember what it's called. The section of the store where they have like 
cultural no oh, the ethnic yeah is ethnic, it, was uh, it, or something yeah, yeah, like ethnic yeah. Isle? well that, that yeah. yeah that's where all like the, the new nile yeah new yeah. nile murray's uh, dax was it, uh, uh crown black crown royal but it's a royal crown or crown royal which was just basically like flower scented vaseline and <laughs> <laughs> that's the shit i mean literally barbers it was like I, I, from what I can remember, it was like they just hated cutting it because at first you couldn't comb through it. Mm-hmm. It's just like fucking water, right. water, water because it's oil. The only thing that gets that, hair, that shit out of the hair is you got to wash your hair with like olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, heard, I've heard some people say dish soap. I never tried that. Yeah. So I don't know if that works. But I used to, you know, if I needed to go to the barber or something like that and mm-hmm. I'd had Murray's in my hair, I'd, I'd you know, get, get some olive oil, even vegetable oil or whatever, wash my hair with that. And this stuff would just drip out in mm-hmm. clumps. And then, then you'd shampoo your hair three times to get the the the, the olive oil out of it, and, and <laughs> you know what's scary? You know what will wash out if if you ever decide to go down the road of nostalgia to use like a, a Murray's a pomade, and those are the original right. pomades, um, or any of those oil base. All you gotta do is put a water base on. And your hair will be clean. Yeah. You wash that out, it's... Oh, yeah, it, it helps get it out. That's, that's Ooh, very close. Better than using like three or four uh, of, uh, you know, uh, grease-cutting uh, d- uh, dish soap. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of like what you'd have to do. And your hair would still be a little bit oily. Softer, but still oily. Uh, but water-based pomade, I found... If I ever decided to take a nostalgic trip and put on... Oh, I do it all the time still. You know, I uh, when it, whenever... Whenever I put like actual grease in my hair, I always ask myself why the hell I ever stopped using this shit because it's freaking amazing. Black and white. Yeah. yeah, but then then four or five days later, I'm like, oh, now I know why I stopped using this shit. <laughs> your, 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 your pillowcase reminds you because it stains. Maybe you start yeah. getting the, the, the black outline on your pillowcase where your head's been lying. <laughs> it's interesting to see the changes that, you know, barbering and grooming products and the revolution. I, I would honestly... Uh, say it came from from orange county you know the folk these guys that we've talked about that have influenced um maybe not urban barbers because i think that's been a whole different yeah you know, the, I, yeah that's branch of the family right of barbering um because they do have different mm-hmm. uh traditions and different things whatever and but i with, with the traditional barbering it's it's pretty cool that two of the guys are still around today. Well, there, there's a lot of, you know, tr- there's many, many, many traditional barbershops out there now. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can walk into many barbershops and, you know, say, ask for a pompadour or whatever, you know, some sort of classic style haircut. And chances are you're probably going to, you know, get a you know decent haircut. That, I don't remember. That's not how it used to be. You walk into a barbershop and ask for a pompadour. They go, what's that? Yeah. You know, and it was just your, you know, just your, you know, because most barbershops were just, it seemed like, you know, there was either your fantastic Sam's or Supercuts or like the the family owned owned ones, which were just some guy in there cutting hair with some sports memorabilia on the walls. Yeah, pennants. I remember yeah, the yeah, sports yeah, pennants, yeah, you yes, know. Yes. So you, a lot of times you walk in there and ask for a pompadour and they just, what's that? They didn't, they didn't even have a clue what you were talking about, you know, so, you know. Growing up, there there was, you know, a few places you could go to. Is one was Jake's, mm-hmm. then Hollywood's, and then there was two other guys. I remember they were twins that owned a owned a shop near the, also near the Orange Circle. It was mm-hmm. called Ray's, mm-hmm. and those guys friggin' knock them out awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. But then you know they weren't doing the 
straight razor, straight razor and the hot towel. But you know, you were getting a decent haircut from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that the barbering, the 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 straight razor, the hot towel, all that is you know something that that's been that that you know what is interesting was I think when I started a years ago I started a book and I had I looked everywhere and every book that had been published within the last I think 15 years was that barbering was going to die. Hmm. There was not one book that actually documented that it's reviving or staying. Everybody like these books were saying we got to capture this before it dies. Mm-hmm. Even a documentary, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I have it. It's it was probably shot in the 90s. There was all these old guys with the wood paneling, the the sports pennants, mm-hmm. you know, teams or whatever, all over the the country that are sitting there. These older guys talking about how the shops aren't going to be around any longer. And I, and I mean, I, I I sat there and watched it. I actually used their clips in 120 years of barbering in the documentary I did, but because it was crazy, they thought it was going to disappear, and little did they know that something was happening in Orange County. That would shake up, you know, th- there's so many guys that can sit there and whether they admit it or not now, but really were impacted by Donnie, Jake, or even Eric. I mean, Eric, who, have you been to the Circle City where it's at right there, the Circle City Barbershop? Yeah, yeah. So literally, it's like literally right around the corner from where Jake's shop used to be. It, it's insane that he would open his shop with Phil right around the mm-hmm. corner from the Stone's Throw to where he, as a young man of 13, 14 years old, was being mentored by the biggest legend right. who very few people know about. And, and Eric, I, I think I, I did a little a little short film with him. I think it was called Life Comes Full Circle. And for people in Orange, obviously, know what I mean. Right. But I called him the reluctant barber icon because he wants no glory. Hmm. None at all he 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 calls himself a salty old bastard Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but he's not because these guys they could blow up to rock star status not i mean not just social media but these guys it's insane to think you can tour south america you could tour japan you could like like literally like rock stars right and he wants none of the accolades and it's that makes it even more special that but he has that history, you know, with Jake Bricks and Orange County. Now is uh, Andy from the still? Uh, I don't know what his last name. I, he, I think he was working with him. Yeah, for a he, while. Alcala, something like that. Yeah, I think yeah. he opened up uh, Alcala. Could you get us another beer there, Clint, if you don't mind? Sure. Uh, I know you're closer to the barmaid than we are, so. <laughs> We keep her on hand. Did you guys see the guy in the bathroom handing out mints and the towel and stuff? Yeah, he was really nice. Yeah, we 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 kind of like him. He's you guys Leo. Keep him around. Leo, yeah, Leo's cool, man. You know, he he does the job. You know. Yeah, he was cool. Did you tip him at least? Yeah, yeah, I gave him some money. Clint, did you tip the guy in the restroom? Sure did. Where is the restroom? <laughs> I'm I'm starting to get full. <laughs> it's down the marble hall there. Oh. Yeah, just go follow the marble uh, floor and <laughs> past the ice sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, Andy, uh, his his old shop that was the the parlor, and mm-hmm. that was the first place I worked was with mm-hmm. him uh, for a while before mm-hmm. I left and went over to, you know, closer to home. Yeah, <laughs> is it really? 
Yeah. Is it Brandy Alcala? Andy Alcala, I mean? I think I'm trying to remember. He had a, a, a beard. Not, not a big beard, but he had a beard. I don't know. It's, it's Hispanic guy. Uh, Andy, I, I don't remember what his last name is. But. Yeah, I think I think that's that's the guy I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, I think he actually opened up Alcala Tensorials, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that that's that's his last. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, it, I know he always has the Instagram ton, Tensorial. I don't even know how to. Pronounce yeah, that, yeah, right? Alcala ten, Tensorial or something yeah. like that. Yeah, real cool guys, man. Barbering, man. Who would but thought? for Clint, like you know, growing up, and I know you had a lot of experience in different places. That that that. I guess influence your shop now and how you kind of want it or the, the way you see it going. What the, the, uh, those, those guys shops, uh, yeah. previous, uh, yeah, yeah. To some degree. I mean, they, I think all the whole, um, you know, traditional barbering, you know, having a barber shop where you're kind of trying to have like a fifties or forties mm-hmm. style in there. Um, should be attributed back to those guys because that didn't exist before them. But do you try to put your your own style into it? Oh, well, of course, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not. You know, just there. There's. It's always going to even be a little bit of me in me, me in there. But you know, um, you know, I've heard you know plenty of times where people kind of will you know talk shit about you know those you know barbers or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, dude, you know, they're they're the ones that created this, oh, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and now, now people are bashing the guys that mm-hmm. started started it. In my opinion, you know, but they're usually younger guys that weren't around, you know, or were just born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When <laughs> when when those when those shops started and have no idea what it was like to try and search for somebody that knew how to do a s- certain haircut mm-hmm. where no one else did. <laughs> Matter of fact, this this is the individual we're talking about. I'm going to pull out um it's a very bad copy of the Avenue Men's magazine I did which was the fall 2014 and it features Donnie Holly. This was a a fo- a painting that hung in the Smithsonian of him. And the article I titled it A Thin Line Between Love and Hate. You know, because guys, that's how they view Donnie. Hmm. You know, and I I give the guy credit all day long because to me I'm not going to be a dick and like be a little bitch about it and be like, Oh fuck him. Fuck no man. Why the guy, because of what he accomplished at the time, it's same thing with Jake Briggs and Eric Webb is what they accomplished at the time was unheard of. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like today, you know, barbering wasn't like today. You didn't go to shops like Clint was saying, your traditional barbers didn't have tattoos. Well, there just was no traditional barbers. (laughs) <laughs> there was there was like your 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 barber shop that looked like like a sports bar where they yeah, cut like a, hair like a sports little man cave or something yeah 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 um <laughs> there was no like or maybe there was but it wasn't popular the checkered floors uh music old barber chairs no you know the old lather machines bay rum you know, it just, it wasn't something that was prevalent. But was that just the norm or did people have choices? Well, part of it, I think, was because of like the state board on the razors because they, you know. The, yeah, a lot of that was up in the air for a while. They didn't know, you know, people were scared of it. And yeah, whatnot. because of blood mm. or, or the potential for, uh, I forgot what it's called, but how you could commute diseases mm-hmm. through blood. Uh, and then the injectables. 
Well, yeah, it's the one that, you know, everyone kind of switched over to the, you know, changeable blade, mm-hmm. Chevette, straight razor. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it had to do with fears and times and then uh, guys that didn't want to do the service anymore, you know, didn't want to use a straight razor. The older guys, as they got older, for whatever reason, or the hot towel shaves, yeah, some it, did. It, it kind of went away and then it came back. Yeah. You know, because I, I, well, I can honestly say I've never, never growing up ever got a haircut where I got a hot towel and straight razor. Yeah, me neither. Anything. Me neither. Okay. The first time I experienced that, I was 19 years old and I went in the uh, Hollywood's barbershop. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was 1999. So I was like, hey, you got to check this place out. They're doing the best, whatever, you know, and I'm like. And then, you know, when he put the hot towel on, I'm like, what the heck is this guy doing? I'm, you know, <laughs> you know for, first I was thinking, man, this haircut's taking a long fucking time because, you know, I was used to getting ch- hacked up in 15 minutes and get out of there. You know? <laughs> See, and that's interesting because that's something that, like, here's Clint at 19 years old, you said, right? Yeah. You're experiencing something. And you're giving him credit because, you know, it was at his shop. And then now it's something where you as a barber have been influenced, you know, whether you see it or not. I mean, yeah, what what those guys had going on there to me, I thought was the coolest thing. You know, the way, you know, the way they all dressed and looked in there and Mm -hmm. freaking everyone was just hanging out, shooting the shit. And it, 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 you know, plus you had, you know, beer in there or whatever. It seemed like a freaking (laughs) fun place to freaking be and definitely work. Whereas, you know. Every time before that, when I'd go to the barber, I didn't want to be there. Yeah, I, no. want, I wanted to get in there and get my hair cut and get the fuck out. I hated going to the barber. Yeah, maybe the barbers had a fifth, but they had it like <laughs> hidden, and yeah. maybe they smelled like cigarettes, <laughs> but it wasn't like open drinking and, hey, you want a beer, you know, and, you know, good 50s or 40s music or whatever, rockabilly music or just what it became. A, it became what it what barbers originally were, were a celebrated place for men. Right. A place that, and like I said, I, I don't believe that exclusively for men, mm-hmm. but I, I do say that it, it's a place where people can go and be part of a different, scientists say that men have three places in life. You have your work and your home, and they say the third place should be your barbershop, mm-hmm. because that's where, as a society, we need a place to, to be. Right around other people where we could sit there and bullshit about whatever, whether it's, you know, whether Donald Trump has a wig or not, or he's fucking really just, you know, kojacking it, but we don't know it. You know, if you don't know kojack, I mean bald, um, or just shoot the shit, man, about, it doesn't have to be intense. Like, you know, confessing a feeling, you know, psychiatric help, but maybe sometimes it is. Maybe sometimes you're, like I said earlier, I mean, when I was going to let it rock or, uh, when it first was there, when Little Rock was there, and then, uh, you know, nobody knew what I was going through, you know, but it was like a place where you go, where you could fucking, or or I'd walk over to Albertsons and buy a twelve pack, you know, or I'd <laughs> come over, have a freaking bottle of bourbon that we were pouring in. <laughs> I think also technology has. <laughs> I te- stumbled out of the shop a few times, <laughs> and I'm curious to hear what. Clint says about the technology aspect nowadays with, you know, you, you, you get your customers who are maybe just on their phone the whole time or the kids on their tablets. Mm. And, 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 and as a barber, I, I don't know if you like the the separation of, of not really interacting where they're just on their phone the whole time. And maybe it makes it hard for you to kind of get to know them or if they're even going to come back because they don't, they don't really get to know you. I don't, I don't mind 
you know, customers that don't talk, you know, mm. sometimes it's, you know, nice because they get a little break where I'm not really having to follow a conversation. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't like people that are on their fucking phone because they're, you know, they're, they're always with their head down. And then I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, two minutes later. So you don't you don't have the cape with the little clear window for them to look no. through the cape. Have you seen those? Look yeah, at no, I've seen capes. it. I've used I, it. I, I don't want to. I don't want to encourage oh, that. Wait a minute, you're you're an offender. Uh, I was yeah, surprised yeah. that it was on the cape, and I said, "What is this for?" I said, "Put your phone in there." So I put my phone <laughs> in there. Shit? Yeah, it, it does I've exist. Heard about it. I've used yeah, it. I've seen it. I've used it. I've never, I've, Ellie, that that's terrible. But at the same time, the the barber was pushing my head up every like five minutes. Yeah, that, that's yeah. It's like that's why it was that. Well, that to me, that's encouraging it because like I I don't like it when people you know sometimes I want their head straight up and down or something like that. I don't looking down. Yeah, <laughs> Ellie. Oh my God, that that's. You, but, wait, wait, but you got you got to talk to your barber. You know this is unacceptable. These capes are unacceptable. <laughs> is that what they, they call capes? Right. Yeah. That's not very superheroish. <laughs> Cape with a window. Yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be more of them around. Yeah, that that's, but that's barbers. It, 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 probably, it probably will be, uh, you know, in the next five years, just all barber capes come standard with a window for uh, someone's cell phone so they can check Facebook. A tablet. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and then they'll come. Oh, is, is your uh, cape got a cell phone size window or a tablet size window? Well, I think in the future you might have Bluetooth. Oh. So, so <laughs> I I could see this happening to where if I'm in the barber shop right now and there's a TV there. My phone would just connect to the Bluetooth, and I could see maybe my my Facebook or Instagram Your porn. or or that yeah. Porn. I mean yeah. No, you know what I, I've seen. It, you know what I always enjoyed. Well, as a kid, when I went to shops, they had this like thirteen inch. There was no big screens. Thirteen inch little TV. Whatever sports was on TV or whatever fucking fifty shows was playing, The Lone Ranger or you know reruns, syndication or whatever. And then what I enjoyed now is like, say if I go to a barbershop and they're playing a movie that I would never like go home and go, I want to watch this movie, but it's playing. I'm like, fuck yeah. I want to like fast and furious. Oh, I wouldn't, yeah, yeah. I, not that I hate it or nothing, but I actually enjoyed it because it's the barbershop. It was, you know, and I'd still shoot the shit. You know, I'm not just staring at the TV like all day long, like some fucking drooling dog or nothing, yeah. but it, it's, there's so much, the sights, the sounds, the smells, right? The barber side, it has that. You could almost, I think it's the barber side that you could just smell. It has that. You probably shouldn't be smelling that. <laughs> that's, the, that's the blue shit that's in that. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one that kind of smells kind of minty or something? Or? I don't know what it smells like. It's just that, you know, the disinfectant in the jar. Yeah, for lice. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're supposed to put your combs in there. <laughs> <laughs> How about the guys that have that shit all pretty much black? You're like it's because it's supposed to be like a neon light bluish, and <laughs> um, when they don't change it, it looks filthy, man. Yeah, you know you're supposed to change it once a week. Because <laughs> State Bar goes in to yeah. shops, right? Yeah, oh yeah. If they freaking they're like come the in cops. There and see that? They're, well, they're, they're, they're more like the Gestapo. You know, they're, they're freaking worse than cops, <laughs> right? Check your workstation. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, yeah, they come in there and they shake you down, basically. You know, they freaking, <laughs> they open every freaking drawer and find a comb that has a piece of hair still Damn. on it. Do they, you tell them we're not in the third world, man? I'm going to pay you off? <laughs> oh, man, I got fined pretty bad once from them. Cause really? I, well, they came in and I, I, I kind of like 
lost my temper and started slamming fucking doors. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> called the lady a bitch. <laughs> and uh, she said she felt threatened and left or something like that. And yeah. I was just throwing a tantrum, you know. I well, yeah. I, I didn't do anything, but you know, so I get I get, I get the get the fine and you know at the time i thought it was worth it because the, the same you know same lady had come in like literally i felt like she was hassling me because she'd come in uh well first of all let me get back to the beginning of the story i met her at the bar next to my shop <laughs> okay, okay and 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 now she, she calls me over there right and she's like oh she's like hey do you work at that sh- barbershop next door i'm like i'm like yeah and she's like, oh, that's cool, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you ask me about barbering. She may have bought me a drink. I don't remember. What? Yeah. Okay. Did so, she touch you? No, no. Are you sure? Yeah. Hey, no, she, dude, I would say yeah. yeah. <laughs> hashtag no, me too. Yeah. Hashtag me too. Yeah, hashtag me too. <laughs> well, she then, she then. Um, I'm not making, not to diminish that. She movement. then goes on. She goes, you know, my sister, she works in a salon. And, you know, they got this area of the salon where they have to keep all everything clean and they have the disinfectant and they have to have everything nice you know in case something called you know have you ever heard of state board they have to do all this stuff in case state board comes in there and i'm, I'm already freaking a little buzzed i'm like yeah fuck state board they're like fucking <laughs> nazi fascists that come in there and shake you down and freaking you know send you a fucking bill and she's like oh, then she goes she gets, like her and her friend are like just have this shocked look on their face and she's like you know what well what she's like, i'm state board damn and i'm like all right later bitch and i fucking walk off one week later she comes in my shop and you know writes me up for a bunch of fines oh freaking bunch of nonsense i had i had some towel you know one of them i remember specifically is i had towels that just did laundry and i was sitting there folding them she fined me because the towels were folded and no, not put away yet. Wow. I'm like, I haven't put them away yet. I just folded them. Yeah, that's. I mean, just just a bunch of. She, bunch of she had it in for you, right? So, yeah. and then and then it like should have just let her touch you some more. Like 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 a month a month goes by and this <laughs> this chick comes back, same one, what? and I freaking lost it, and you know. I kicked her out of my shop, which <laughs> felt freaking amazing. Damn. But the, the when the fine came in the mail, it was about a thousand dollars. Yeah, it said something about interfering with state board officers' investigation or some fucking nonsense. She's just the hair police. <laughs> the hair police. Jeez, that's that's a. It, it, the funny one thing was on on the ticket. It said, "Owner of barbershop quote." told me to get the fuck out of my shop, bitch. Dude, I would have framed that shit. I wish I still had it, you know. I, I'd like get that and just <laughs> blow it up like at Kinko's or some shit. Put it on your Instagram. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> fuck the police. <laughs> Man, I did not know they get that aggressive. I know, I know I've heard stories, but nothing like them being like just straight punk, you know, just trying to punk you, you know. Well, she you know, she took advantage of She kind of put me in like some sort of like entrapment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, I, you know no barber is going to sit there and go, gee, I love State Board. They're my friends. I want them to come to my shop and take a look around. Yeah. You know? She might have slipped you something. I think she might have <laughs> slipped you something. <laughs> no, but anyway, you know, I called called them and uh, to complain and i'm like this 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 lady and i told what happened and like, i don't want this i don't care who you send over here i don't want this lady in my shop anymore and they're like oh you have to make a written complaint download the forms i'm like you know i don't 
I don't want to do any of that. I was just. I, I just. Me. I just. I just want to she tell touched you. Me. <laughs> she touched me. She touched me. Yeah. Hashtag me too. <laughs> yeah. No, I would have. It was inappropriate. Yeah. I mean, she bought you she a used drink. Her, uh, a power of authority. On yeah. Me. That that's powerful, man. You know, she bought you a drink. Who does that shit? You know what I mean? Buys you a drink. She's at your already a little feeling no pain. She set you up. That's yeah. what I'm saying, right? I mean. I would at least ask for a hug later. You know what I mean? Was she at least ugly or was she pretty? What was she? she hideous? Was, she was hideous looking. She had fucking... Uh, hideous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was horrible. You know, lipstick on her teeth. Fucking... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Five o'clock shadow. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Helga. Helga. Fucking. She's like 6'2". 225. Do they have the power to shut you guys down, or how much power? Do they have? I, yeah, I, I, well, I don't know. I imagine they probably do. I mean, you'd have to probably get, you know, if you got a lot of violations. I would imagine at some point they're gonna freaking shut your business down. You know, I mean, especially you know certain ones that are you know major, like you know health code or something like that. You know, violations, yeah. but you know, I I don't know. I mean, I imagine it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> you guys had a good time, man? Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Good times, man. It's good good seeing you, Clint, man. I have not seen you. You in a too. While. It's been a been a few years. I think the what last time I saw you is you you came over in about two years ago, maybe, and dropped by my shop and dropped me off your gentleman's avenue shirt that had the kind of looked like the black and white pomade can. Oh, did I really? I yeah, yeah you, you swung by there with your. I forgot your kid's name, but yeah, you swung yeah, by there yeah. once uh, a few years back, and probably but it's been been a, been a few years. It's a good man. It's one of those shops where just you know, um, unfortunately, not every shop I go into, you know, is it a happy go lucky experience? Which I, I always feel bad for, you know, for the customers, right? That maybe they experience something negative, or you know, that they're not cool enough. That's like the worst, you know, to, to, to walk into a shop and not feel like, you know, cause nobody knows, you know, whether it's the terminology or how you want your haircut, you want to feel welcomed. And that's the one thing about Scally or even let it rock and Scallywags is with Clint. It's just like, it's, it just feel like, fuck man, this is a place you, you, well, like I said, whether you're a college kid from Cal State Fullerton or cop or fucking you just got out of the county or whatever you know a little bit of freaking everybody you just you just feel like fuck it you know it's i'm gonna go in and just have a good time like it's not uh one of those places that you feel like they're too cool to cut your fucking hair well i hate that i never drank beer was with cops until i freaking became a barber (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah there's a lot of shit i heard in that barbershop (laughs) but you hear in the barbershops days in the barbershop At all times. It's like keep your hands and your arms and your feet in the vehicle at all times, man. Nobody gets hurt. But I'm sure some of the best stories come from the cops, right? Oh, yeah. They they have some interesting ones. They're like know. Rampart? Is it like Trading Day Cops? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. Like, yeah, you, you, hear, you hear some shit like that, and then some of them are just sick and fucking tired of like the... <laughs> 
the way things have gone in today's society. We're like, I can't even fucking do my job. Goddamn kids pulling out their cell phone, oh, recording yeah. me. You know, I'm just, I just go up and ask a kid, hey, can you please not skateboard here? And then they freaking eight people are filming me. And he's <laughs> like, and then they're, and then they're all talking shit, trying yeah. to get me freaking angry. And he's like, he's like, I'm freaking sick of it. I don't do any. And then they, he'll in there and tell me, I don't do a goddamn thing anymore unless I actually get a freaking call. I see somebody smoking weed, selling drugs, doing whatever. I just turn around and walk the other way because it ain't worth my fucking time anymore. <laughs> he's always I'm just looking forward to retiring. <laughs> Any celebrities? Um don't say no. me, Clint. <laughs> no, Martin is a, is a celebrity. I know. Um no, not really. I mean I have a uh a few few guys that are um you know, professional athletes. Oh, okay. Uh, that Baseball have, players? Uh, football player. I mean, I don't know how long they played. I mean, but yeah. um, there's there one guy that's an older guy that comes in. I don't even remember what, te- what, what team he played for, but um, one of my bu- other barbers cuts his hair, and he's the guy's probably like in his 80s, but he used to be a professional football player, and he's got the, you know, Super Bowl ring. Oh, wow. And I don't, I don't remember what his name is, but, yeah. you know, and... There's a couple guys that come by that are um, pro skaters and whatnot, but oh, other okay. than that, you know, no nobody that's so well known that <laughs> everybody knows who they yeah. are. <laughs> so you're not cutting Jay Z's hair, no. Maybe <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, maybe after this interview, yeah. <laughs> you're all but I cut Juan's hair. <laughs> and you guys have a good time. I did. Yes, yeah. I had a few beers. You know what? Something interesting happened. I don't know. Maybe about ten minutes ago, I, the video stopped recording, but the audio is still good, so we're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot to fucking erase the disc, so God knows it probably went for about a good. We've gone for almost an hour and forty-five minutes. Wow, that long. Yeah, yeah, I had a good time, man. It's a good time. This is the 29th. so you're the first barber of twenty eighteen. Oh, excellent! The first <laughs> barber of twenty eighteen. So right now I'm about one a month podcast. Yeah. I did one in January with a very beautiful pinup model, Dizzy Miss Lizzie. And uh, so you're the first barber, man. I'm glad that you, you uh, made it all the way out here to the uh, Whittier's tallest building, uh, <laughs> 13th floor, uh, penthouse suite in Ellie. Had to fly him in from uh, international <laughs> flight. Did you get a little bit of jet lag coming in? Yeah, I'm really tired, actually. <laughs> We'll take you down to the 12th floor. We have I don't a, know. The, the elevator wasn't working for me, no, so I had to take the freaking stairs, man. I got kind of sweaty on the way up. <laughs> well, good thing you came thirsty, man. But um, that'll wrap up this episode, man. You guys had a good time, huh? Yeah. It was awesome. All right, man. I'd like to thank you guys for coming by. And um, remember, make sure you check us out. You can find us on our website at gentlemansavenue.com forward slash lodgecast. You can find all these on iTunes, Google Play, social media. Remember, there's a podcast and a vodcast. So until next time, be well, my friends.